Hi, my name is Anthony DeSimone, and this is the Yen Podcast. And you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. Hello, my friends. Hiroshi Mikitani, the CEO of Rakuten, one of the world's largest online retailers, created what he called the Rule of 3 in 10. And he created it as he was growing his company from inception in 1997 to over 10,000 employees today. During those two decades of growth, Mikitani discovered noticeable changes in his company as he hired new employees to fill the roles that the growth demanded. In fact, he recognized that after certain levels of employee growth, the company would change so much, it was as if he were part of a completely different company. After experiencing these changes many times over, he defined it and called it the rule of three and ten. Mikitani discovered that these dramatic changes would occur at around the third and tenth step. So in other words, when the company grew from one to three employees, it became a completely different company. All the processes, the procedures, the organization and communication flow, the roles that employees played, and even the business model itself changed dramatically that everything needed to be addressed and reset. And then this happened again when the company grew from three employees to 10, and then from 10 to 30, and then 30 to 100, 100 to 300, and so on. And what he also discovered is that if the rule was ignored, running the business became more and more difficult and expensive considering the company is now following outdated and inefficient policies and procedures. He also mentioned that when a company ignores the 3 in 10 rule and lets it pass a second level without even addressing the first level it passed, that it that there was a multiplicative effect to the cost of doing business and it became even more difficult and far more expensive to fix. Small business owners often ignore the rule of 3 and 10. Partly because they're not even aware of the rule of 3 and 10. And considering that most small business owners are working in their business every day, the company does not appear any different to them on a day-to-day basis. It's like when I look at myself in the mirror each day. I don't look any different than I did yesterday. However, when I'm looking at pictures of the family vacation from 15 years ago, it reminds me that I'm getting very old. I am changing every day, and so is your company. So if your company passed one of the three and ten levels, even if you don't recognize any change, it's important to be aware that your company may have dramatically changed and the business model and strategy you're following may no longer be 
effective. So here are some signs that your company may be experiencing the effects of ignoring the rule of 3 and 10. You consider the idea of shrinking the size of your business because you remember it being easier to operate when it was smaller. That's one of the effects. Another effect, you have far less cash even with increasing revenue. Another effect, you are spending far more of your time addressing employee and human resource issues. Another effect, you no longer feel as excited and energized about going to work each day. In fact, it becomes a struggle for you. Another effect, you are spending more and more of your time on energy draining activities and less time on performing the work that made your business a success in the first place. And another effect, your employees are constantly coming to you with questions and problems looking to you for all the answers. Does that sound like your business? So here are five steps to fixing or avoiding making the mistake of ignoring the levels of 3 and 10. The first step, accept that your company is no longer the small business that it once was and has changed dramatically. You see, acceptance is the first step to recovery. So acknowledging that your company has changed will allow you to take time to evaluate the bigger picture. It will allow you the opportunity to stop working in your business and start working on your business. Step two, join a mastermind group. Part of the reason why your business is struggling is because you are not surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are independent from your business. They're people who are not afraid to critique. They're people not afraid to push you. They're not afraid to make you accountable. And they can offer sage advice because they have experienced or are experiencing similar situations. Step three, create a board of directors for your business. When you are consumed with the day-to-day activities of the business, and many of us are, It is very easy to make poor decisions and just outright miss opportunities, especially when your company is growing. You need to create a group of trusted advisors similar to a board of directors to force you to think and present on the bigger picture of the company and for added accountability. Consider adding a person or two from your mastermind group or the outside CPA or tax accountant, and any other consultant or individual that knows your business who can help you make better company decisions and can help you force that accountability. Step four, ask more questions. Your employees and your trusted advisors want to help you, so ask them for their advice. Simple open-ended questions such as, if there was one change we could make in this company, what would it be? Or, what can I do to make your role in this company easier to accomplish? Those are powerful questions. 
And after they answer it, follow up with more questions. Become an expert in asking questions. And when you're done asking questions, follow step five, which is to listen and take advice. The Dalai Lama once said, when you talk, you are only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. Listen to what your mastermind group is telling you. Listen to what the members of your board are sharing with you. Listen to what your employees are suggesting to you. If you listen, you will learn and you will be able to make the necessary three and ten adjustments faster or you will be able to avoid them completely. Now these five steps will help you fix and eventually avoid falling victim to the rule of three and ten and will allow you to get back to feeling excited about going to work every day. By surrounding yourself with qualified people who can assist in warning you on potential problems and weaknesses in your organization and force you to remain accountable and focused on the bigger picture, such as the vision and strategy of the company, you have created, by doing that, you have created a surefire way to prevent your business from succumbing to the three and 10 rule. I hope you have a great day. If you ever happen to be going down Broadway in Lancaster, New York, you probably won't notice, but there is this building between two houses with a storefront. That's where PRZ Technologies is headquartered. This building, which was built in 1927, reminds me of one of those buildings at Disney. You think it's a small storefront, but then you enter and look around at all the space and you wonder, how is it possible it's this large? That's how I feel when I'm walking into PRZ and that building opens up to 32,000 square feet of space. And once you're in it, it's really neat to see the amazing contrast between that old-style 1927 building and the state-of-the-art cutting-edge machine tools that are all over the place inside it. They have everything from simple mills to five-axis machines. And the facility, well, let me tell you, it's not your standard machine shop. It's clean. I mean, really clean. I mean, you can drop your lunch on the floor, pick it up and eat it type of clean. That's also one of the words you can use to describe the fixtures they build. They're beautiful. Really, they're pieces of artwork. It's really amazing to watch them take what are basically blocks of metal and craft them into beautiful fixtures that are used around the world on everything from aerospace to automotive products. In fact, 
PRZ Technologies has built a reputation as one of the worldwide leaders for fixture making in the auto industry. PRZ has made fixtures for just about every major car manufacturer, including Tesla. They're everywhere. PRZ has grown almost 300% in the past seven years. And you don't have to go much further than the owner, Walt Prisbel, to understand why. Quite frankly, he's a genius. He understands the mechanics of the machine tools so well, it allows him to create unique designs for not only the fixture, but sometimes he assists the customer to rethink their whole process when he sees a more efficient way to produce the end product. He is constantly talking to and giving advice to the lead engineers from the major automotive companies all around the world. And the best part, he never went to college. Are you kidding me? This man found his passion and created a business around it. Oh, and on the weekends, he's the crew chief for the NHRA Torrance Drag Racing Team. And for those of you who don't know what that is, the NHRA is like the NFL of drag racing, and the Torrance Racing Team would be the New England Patriots. Check them out on ESPN2 next time they show a race. It's pretty neat. Now, since its inception in 1999, Walt has done a fine job at hiring a very talented group of key managers who have played a pivotal role in PRZ's continued growth and success. Along with the key managers, PRZ has a very talented group of 15 machinists with a combined knowledge of over 200 years of machine tool experience. When I think of a well-run company, one of the first companies that always comes to mind is PRZ Technologies. It's a great company with great people who truly believe in their mission to make your advanced CNC manufacturing ideas and concepts that seem impossible a reality. Check them out at prztech.com. That's prztech.com.